So, man, let's let's uh, let's crack into it, and it's uh, good to see you as always. Good to see you. The uh, the record is finally out. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, I know you've talked to Nicholas before about this as well for for one of the media's that he writes for, but um, we just want to dig a little bit deeper into it. Um, one thing, firstly, it's great. It's absolutely amazing. Um, Thank you. How, how was it for you in regards to there's not a lot for you to hide behind suddenly. Suddenly there's no guitar to hide behind. Um, there's no, you know, I'm guessing no dropping in, you know, dropping a little note here or dropping that. And, and by watching the, the video, the band seems to basically, it's kind of like old school going in the studio and playing from, from playing live. Was, was that how it was? Yeah, you know, these guys, uh, what you hear on the record is is the band doing one take, you know, from start to finish. The um, the only thing is we had to do, we had 17 musicians, so the saxophones had to go second. So, you know, the drums and the bass and the trumpets and the um, trombone and the um, rhythm section, everything, that's all at one, one take. So these guys, like you said, aren't saying, hey, let me punch the 16th bar of this the track. It's It's just it's just one take through uh, these guys are. And I want I told the producer, I want it to sound like the old early sixties recordings of Capitol records where it sounds like Frank in the middle of his band. And that's, that's kind of what we tried to capture. And I think the, the band did an excellent job of being able to pull that off. Yeah. Well, are there, are there things that you learned during this recording and, and recording with uh, a band like that? Are there things you learned that you think you will, have use for uh, later on when you're recording with Tremonti or you're recording with Older Rich or whatever? Uh, well, the only thing I, I think the biggest thing I'll take away from this is, is um, a new approach to singing. You know, the, the way I analyze the way Frank Sinatra sang um, will help me go in to have, have a better um, straightforward approach to singing when I, when I go after it, you know, cause before I would just write lyrics, write melodies and hit the studio and sing these songs pretty much for the first time. Um, now I will go through and I'll practice my, my breathing, my placement, my, um, where I'm going to plan out where I'm going to just, where I'm going to throw my vibratos and how I'm going to pronounce each word specifically. And it just helps you, um, it helps you be more free with it and, and, uh, really, really focus on it. Have, have you have you discovered really um, like your vocal range now? Because this is this is really sits perfectly with your vocal range. It feels. Um, yeah, but- yeah. I feel like I've spent my whole career trying to sing out of my range. You know, I think a lot of rock singers do the same thing because a, a lot of us don't want to sound like our own voices, the voices we've heard our whole lives that that we don't think. Like I never thought I could be a singer when I was younger. I hated the sound of my voice. So um, this project really helped me um, be comfortable with my, my regular register and not have to always sing way up here to make it sound different, you know, and it it make gives you better control. Um, That being said, the very next song I'll be singing in the studio, it's way up at the top of my range, not in (laughs) that. So it's, it's going to be hard to switch, switch gears, but um if I have a part that suits my lower register, I'm not going to be afraid to use it from here on out. Well, was it, I mean, were you in any way like scared or nervous when it came to singing the Sinatra stuff? So, cause I mean, Frank Sinatra is like the all American guy. The, he's such an iconic singer 
and all the stuff he recorded. He was a great actor as well. I mean, was there, I mean, were you a bit scared of doing his stuff? No, I was excited. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, I had my friends, you know, interviewing me for this project and he's like, all right, tell me how nervous you are to go do this. I'm like, I'm not nervous. He's like, well, tell us you're nervous because it makes it better, a better story. (laughs) But the reasons I, I, I couldn't have been more prepared for this. I, 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 I prepared, um, for years, but I think about three years of, of singing, uh, relentlessly practicing this stuff, analyzing it to, uh, till, till I couldn't do it anymore. So I couldn't have spent one more day working, re- preparing for this, you know, I was ready to go. And then on top of that, um, I, uh, I'm doing it for charity. So what's somebody going to say, you did a terrible job at raising all this money for charity. You know, it's not something that I, I felt like anybody could criticize because, if you're doing something to re- do something for a good cause, do whatever you want to do. If you do it poorly, you're still doing something good. So, um, you know, that's why this whole take a chance uh, for charity. I want people to understand that if you want to take a chance and do something completely different, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, as long as you're doing it for charity. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I heard you practice a lot um, at the expense of your son and his uh, soccer yes. team and his, his travels to, is that true? It is. It is. I would. Uh, so my son was on two soccer teams for a little while, you know, because he was he was on one level and they wanted to recruit him to the highest level. So he had to play for both teams. So he would go uh, two hour and a half practices back to back. And then I would drive him 45 minutes there and back. So we had, had over four hours a night um, being able to practice. So I would and that was four to five times a week. So that's a lot of practice. If you just played guitar that much, you'd be a wizard in you know, a, yeah. a couple of years. But so I, um, I would go and I would, I would go through the set list on the way to practice. When I was at practice, I would pick one song and I would analyze it, hyperanalyze it. And I'd bring my laptop and I'd move the words to how he phrased. That's a big thing with the way Frank Sinatra sings is he likes to move his pocket all over the place. It's not just, it's not just um, straightforward as far as his phrasing goes. Um, I would type out exactly how he pronounced each word. And I would, like I said, I would put, I would figure out where he threw his vibratos and where he didn't, um, how he changed, you know, you'd listen to how he'd hold out a note and then change the pronunciation, the placement of that note as it goes on and just, just memorize and memorize and memorize. Um, and I had so much fun doing it. And by the time I'd be driving home, I'd feel like, all right, I did, I got better from, from the time I left home to the time I got back, I'd feel like I had made some improvement every day. That's well, right. How did you go about, I mean, there's 14 songs. How did you go about picking the songs you were going to do? I mean, I, I'm a fan of Sinatra. And I grew up listening to Sinatra when I was a kid and my parents played it. And mm. several of the songs on the album I know and I've heard, but there's others that are not, as well known to me. So how did you go about picking songs? So, you know, I, I, I became obsessed with Frank Sinatra's music and I went down the rabbit hole and I listened to every era of his, of his career. And I, I love the early stuff. I, I felt like um, people don't appreciate the, the early stuff as much as they should. You know, the, the actual story all day is where he was had more of string arrangements instead of the big band thing. Um, there was a reason why he quickly became, he was called the voice right out of the gate and he could call the president for tea 
And he, he became a massive star because of his early stuff in his career. Um, so I didn't want to do a record full of my ways in New York, New York. So I wanted to show people the depth of his catalog. And what I did was I would, when I'd go to sleep at night, I'd put my headphones on and I'd put, I'd put on the Columbia years compilation. Then I'd put on the, you know, the, uh, uh, whatever I could find that I hadn't heard before, I would constantly listen down through it. And there's still stuff I haven't heard. He, he recorded over 1400 songs. And on top of that, he, he was the host of many TV shows where he would sing every night, all these random songs, uh, not even his own. He would sing the hits of the day. Um, so there's stuff I have, still haven't heard, but, and there was tons of songs I left off of this record that I wish I could have sang. So hopefully someday there's a volume two that I could revisit this. Nice. Nice. I, I just want to touch a, a little bit in regards to you and your son. It, it's, it's quite funny because Nicholas is a father. So am I a father. It do, doesn't matter whether you're the guitar player in Alter Bridge or Tremonti, you know, you're still cursed with driving them the football and, um, <laughs> You know, it's it's the life of being a father. It doesn't matter who you are, you know. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, and, and it's funny. He would he would be on his, the field with uh, his team and he'd come to the car and be like, Dad, I can hear you singing in the car. My team can hear you. You got to park farther away. <laughs> so, you know, you, you know, we all embarrass our kids. Absolutely. And, and speaking, no, I, of your, speaking of your kids, uh, this is very much about your daughter or, or for your daughter, too. Uh, yeah. 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 Look at that. <laughs> she's actually got a, she's actually got a big photo shoot today. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is all about Stella. She's, um, she's 14 months now. Um, I decided to do this project when she was still in the womb when we didn't, uh, we had gotten the diagnosis that she was going to be born with down syndrome. So, um, after all my obsessions with singing like Frank Sinatra, I, I had read all the books, um, all his biographies talking about how he was such a philanthropist and he raised over a billion dollars for charity. So when I found out she had Down syndrome, I said, why, why in the world would I not record a Frank Sinatra record to raise money for Down syndrome? So it all made, it, it all made perfect sense to me to do. Yeah. Well, do you think, I mean, besides it, you know, if you, you end up making a part two of the record, are there other things that you're considering doing when it comes to your charity or is it just going to be music? Uh, yeah, well, take a chance for charity is going to have all kinds of people come on board to do whatever projects they want to do to raise money for charity. So, so far I've got, um, we're talking with Larry, the cable guy, one of my great friends who's going to do a project. Uh, I've been talking with Chris Daughtry about doing a project, uh, the country band Lone Star, Steve Stevens, uh, Blackstone Cherry. I got to hit, I got to, follow back up with all these folks to make sure everything's on track because we're so focused on getting this record out and it being the launch for this take a chance for charity um, initiative that I hope to one day raise a hundred million dollars. Who knows if, if the Sinatra record raises a half a million dollars, I'll be happy. And I think we're getting pretty close to that. Um, but uh, I want to raise a hundred million dollars through everybody else's projects uh, and start this, uh, this way of raising money. That's fun for everybody. Cause it's not, it's got so many, I think so many positive um, things, you know, it's, you have, you have um, of course the, the charitable aspect where people are doing a good cause. You also have the artistic side of it where people can do something way different than they're used to and get away with it because they're doing it for charity. And you have this fan base, you know, imagine 
your favorite band doing something way different than you'd ever expect. It would be exciting, I think. You know, and I think if we, it would be a fun project to see just how, just how crazy people get with this, with this project. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, I love you. song let me sing forevermore you are all i long for all i worship and adore in other words You're not playing any guitar at all on this record, you, from what I understand. No, not at all. Was, was there ever was there ever the desire to pick it up? Even though the, the the musicians are a completely different level to to many musicians, you know, they're so in the game and locked in. But um, did you ever want to lay something down? Especially, for instance, I'm going to pick out my way. You know, for example, mm-hmm. the guitaring on that. Did uh, did you ever consider that? No, I I. I, I don't think I could sing these songs with a guitar in my hand. It takes, it takes so much uh, focus and emotion on just putting your voice out there to do this. And, um, you know, Frank Sinatra never played an instrument. He was focused as well. And, and um, you know, in the movies he played piano and stuff, but I don't know if he ever did that live, but um, I, you know, and the, the way that Dan played guitar on this record is so different from what I do. You know, it's not, uh, these guys are reading charts and, and I'm, I read tablature and I, I understand music and I can, I know theory, but I don't read, uh, traditional music. I don't read, um, notations. So, um, I couldn't sit in with these guys. They would, they would, they would laugh at me. I'm, I'm a rock guy. These are jazz guys. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting with Frank Sinatra because I mean, did he ever, did he write any songs himself? 
No, the, he had many, many songwriters, you know, there was, he would, he would change lyrics and, you know, do his thing with, with songs. But uh, he, since he was a kid would gather song charts. And um, I think one of, one is one of his first acts he was in, he got it because he would spend, I think his, his family had a little bit of money when they were growing up and he would buy all these song charts and it's almost like nowadays, if you've got a PA, you can be in a band because other kids, you know, they, they want to, they need a PA to play shows. So he had all the charts and he would collect them through his younger years. And, and through his years, he got all the best songwriters to work for him. I remember there's a story about Cole Porter, a famous songwriter would write lots of his songs and they were staying at the same hotel once. And he had sent somebody up to Frank's Sinatra's room and said, uh, Hey, Hey, Frank, Cole Porter would appreciate it if you would keep the lyrics the way he had written them. And Sinatra said, well, I can just bypass singing his songs all together if that's what he wants. And he's like, no, Cole Porter says you can sing them however the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can hear it. I mean, listen to uh, some of his popular songs, Fly Me to the Moon. You know, he, he changes those lyrics way up there in those stars or, or, you know, instead of baby, he'd say darling. He would he would change the lyrics all the time. I think he he tried to impress the band guys that he was with. He he respected all these band guys, and I think he wanted to show them that his voice was an instrument. He could move it and improvise with it just as well as they could on on their instruments. Right. It's pretty it's pretty interesting. Like two of the most iconic, well, superstars in the U.S. You have Elvis Presley and you have Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't really write their own stuff. They they didn't sit down and write songs the way you know the way artists are supposed to write songs. They were just like great phenomenal singers. Yeah, no, you had these groups of these these teams of songwriters all over that would that would follow these guys around and and uh, you know write these songs. Even even Nancy with the laughing face. It's a song about a father singing to his daughter, and uh, now I think Jimmy Van Heusen I think wrote that song and. I think two people wrote the lyrics to that song, but I'm sure I'm sure Sinatra gave his input along the way. But for the most part, I think he was way too busy to write his own songs and he just enjoyed singing others. Yeah. But that being said, is he would he was an expert at taking somebody's song and the way he interpreted it was the best. You know, I think when you heard 10 people sing the same song, Sinatra's was always the, the to me the best. There's never there's never two versions of a song where I could ever say, ah, you know, I, I think Perry Como sang it better. You know, uh, I think Tony Bennett sang it. Uh, Tony Bennett's awesome. I think Tony Bennett was Frank Sinatra's favorite singer. Um, but I still think Frank Sinatra was the best of any versions of any of these songs, in my opinion. Right. I've got you under my skin. I've got you Deep in the heart of me So deep in my heart That you're really a part of me I've got you Under my skin I tried so Not to give in I've said to myself This affair it never will go so well But why should I try to resist When, baby, I know damn well That I've got you under my skin 
I'd sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of having you near, in spite of a warning voice, comes in the night and repeats, repeats in my ear, don't you know, you fool, you never can win, use your mentality, wake up to reality. But each time I do, just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin, because I've got you under my skin. Anything come what might for the sake of having you near In spite of a warning voice Comes in the night and repeats how it yells in my ear Don't you know, you fool, ain't no chance to win Why not use your mentality Get up, wake up to reality And each time I do just the thought of you have you ever have you ever performed a show without a guitar? I have not. This will be the first. So, so how was that? Is that a daunting feeling? Because, because let's be honest, you hide. If you're a drummer, you hide behind your kid. If you're a guitar player, yeah. you actually hide behind that. There's a there's a security. It's like a security blanket. How, how are you? It's a little bit daunting. It is. It is. I, uh, you know, I. I've done a little bit of homework and I, uh, all the homework I do just teaches me. I, I can't do what Frank did. I'm not. Uh, so I'll watch many different performers perform the same song. And the thing that I'm most worried about is uh, like in luck, be a lady there's, or fly me to the moon or um, under my skin. There's, there's like a 30 second break. Where it's yeah. instrumental. It's just an instrumental break. And um all these different performers will, you know, give it up for the band, hey, and snap their fingers and like do a little dance and get a drink shot of whiskey or whatnot. But uh, that happens through the set a lot. How many times, uh, you know, I'm going to be standing up there just waiting for my part to come back in. Um, and man, everything's gone through my mind. What am I going to do the first time? I'm going to Give it up for the band. Second time, what am I going to do? I don't know. Take my jacket off and go get a drink. What am I going to do third time? I don't know. Flip through my lyric pages to make it look like I'm doing something. <laughs> I, you know, that's uh, because I'm not. Uh, I feel good about singing Frank Sinatra songs. I feel like I've practiced that to, 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 to death. I, I, I feel very comfortable with singing them. As far as performing like Frank Sinatra, I have no clue. I don't pretend. I'm not going to pretend to be Frank Sinatra on stage. I'm going to be myself which is a 
uh, introvert, <laughs> you know, I, that's why I started on guitar. I never wanted to be that front man. And with my solo project, Tremonti, I finally became that front man, but I'm not the type of front man that's going to spend most of the show talking to the crowd. I'm going to spend most of the time performing and giving some thanks here and there, but I'm nothing like a Frank Sinatra on stage. But that's, that's something you hear about like a lot of, a lot of singers, a lot of front men, and the same thing with like actors and comedians that a lot of them just say, well, I'm just a, I'm just a shy guy. And this, you know, I'm, I'm not really, I don't really want to be up there. And then you pick a, you pick a profession where you're, where you're out there all the time in the spotlight. Oh yeah. Well, there's something, you know, I used to be terrified to get on stage and then um, it all like a switch happened where I, you know, when I get on stage, I'm not myself. I'm somebody else in my, in my mind. I've, uh, and I've practiced how I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put, put on my show and I, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not going to worry about making errors because I've practiced it so many times, you know, of course we all do make mistakes, but it's not that big a deal. Um, so hopefully this happens with this project, the more I perform it, the more I'll feel comfortable with it. It's almost like, um, before you hit the stage, you're a different person. When you hit that stage, you've got, you've got this adrenaline shot of, of uh, confidence if the show's going well and you become somebody else, you become a character, you know? So uh, maybe it's a better version of yourself in a, in a perfect world. But if the show's not going well, you're the worst version of yourself. So you got to stay right. away from that. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you're, you're super busy as well. You know, you're juggling a lot of things and, um, I'm guessing Alter Bridge is, is heading back into the studio sometime in the near future. Um, how, how will this change the way that you, you approach the studio on that? And can, I, can we see you singing a little bit more on an Alter Bridge song, maybe working with Miles, you know, in different registers? Now you've, you've discovered your voice and maybe you're more confident with your voice? Uh, well, we're recording the Alter Bridge record now. I'm actually doing guitar solos at the moment. I'm, me and Miles are both done with our rhythm guitars. Drums are tracked. The bass is tracked. Uh, Miles is sang already most of the record now. Um, I'm singing one song on the album. Um, you know, it always happens like this. Um, I, f I forget which um, couple, rec uh, was it three records ago I did Waters Rising? But anyways, I do... Uh, we will get into the studio and then last minute miles and Elvis will be like, Hey Mark, why don't you sing this song? And if I knew I was singing that song, I would have written it differently. I would have written it at a different key or done things differently. So uh, it's happening again where I'm doing a song called stay and it's uh, it's the ballad of the record. Um, it's a little bit out of my range, so I can't really get the Sinatra thing kicking as well as I wish I could. But um it is what it is. You know, I just, music is all about trying to adapt to whatever, whatever gets thrown at you. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Cool. Dude, the, the room you're sitting in right now, is that like your home studio? It is. This is my, this is my jam room. Yeah. Amazing windows. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at that as well. It's, it's, it's great. My, uh, yeah. There's my drum set over there and. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. It's pretty much, uh, I don't track in here other than demos, but this is, uh, this is where we'll do rehearsals for tour. Um, you know, we have the, the V drums. So the V drums, you can play all night long, put your headphones on, go in ears and rehearse 
as long as you want. You don't have to be too too noisy for the neighbors. Nice. <laughs> so, so the guys, the guys will come out there, and you'll actually in that room. You'll kind of you kind of rehearse for for tours. We've written uh, pretty much most of Alter Bridge's records in this in this room. We've we've um, rehearsed them. Well, until recently, me and Miles will write separately and come together with the band and then finish the band with with everybody. But initially, we'd write a lot of the stuff in this room. A lot of most of the Tremonti albums were written in this room. Um, it looks different. If you see old pictures of Alter Bridge in the, in, in the studio, there's all kinds of it looks like a Moroccan kind of thing. That's this. That was this room before we redid the house. So all those old pictures of us in the studio was was this room. Oh, that's interesting. I hear music when I look at you A beautiful theme of every dream I ever knew Down deep in my heart I hear it play I feel it start And then melt away I hear music when I touch your hand A beautiful melody of some enchanted land down deep in my heart, I hear it say, is this the day? I alone heard this lovely strain. I alone have heard this glad refrain. Must it be forever inside of me? Why can't I let it go? Why can't I let you know? Why can't I let you know the song my heart would sing? Beautiful rhapsody, love and youth and spring. Music is sweet, the words are true, the song is. orchestra you know a big band something like that could you ever see could you ever see you bringing that into alter bridge for a song or two now that you've done that because that, oh, that, that could work like an orchestra like an and a little bit of a fatter sound on an alter bridge tune here or that could actually work well we i know we did the royal albert hall shows and that was that was amazing you know that was uh it was different. It didn't feel like a big band. It's more of an orchestra symphony. You know, that's more where you have strings and timpani and all the 
you know, it's almost like a sound, listening to a soundtrack of your songs. Um, but as far as like the big band thing, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I like to keep it genuine. I like it. I like it to keep, to keep it like super classy and, and more of a, the crooning kind of thing. If you made it rock, it might uh, blur the lines a little bit, you know, not lose its purity. If you had a distorted guitar to it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it would be hard to, it would be hard to combine the two. I would think. Yeah. Uh, thinking also, I mean, would there ever be a chance that you would do a similar thing with like a guy like Elvis Presley or something like that? Or is it just going to be Frank Sinatra if you ever do it again? Um, well, if, you know, a lot of people have asked since this record came out for a Christmas record. And the funny thing is, is I first got into singing like Frank Sinatra singing Christmas songs. That's where I really found like, ah, I like, I, I can sing this stuff that fits my register very well. Um, so I would love to do a Christmas record and I would love to dive into a lot of Bing Crosby tunes. You know, right. Bing Crosby was a big hero to Frank Sinatra. Um, he definitely has a, a different way of singing that you'd have to same, same deep voice. Um, but he had certain mannerisms about him that were way different than Sinatra's. It'd be fun to try to see if I could tackle, you know, learning how to dive into his personality. I was always very impressed when I, when I hear, um, comedians impersonate people i could never do that i don't i never understood how people could do that uh like eric in my band he can impersonate people really well i would like to see if i could impersonate you know do the sinatra thing and then try to do the bing crosby thing and see if you could tell the difference between the two that'd be a good that'd be a fun challenge cool nice this, <laughs> this is a whole new mark tremonti for me you know the the bing crosby and the frank sinatra because because uh, to me, you're also uh, you're King Diamond, you know. And yeah, I couldn't do King Diamond. <laughs> ah! No, <laughs> so I love it, King Diamond's one of my favorite songwriter, you know, performers ever. You know, and he's uh, way different than Frank Sinatra. I don't think I think if Frank Sinatra heard King Diamond, he would he would lose his mind. Like what 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 is going on? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I just love. I love talented musicians, you know, it's, uh, I think, uh, these are all extremely talented, dedicated people. You know, it's, I like, I like all kinds of music where you can tell somebody spent their lives trying to follow their, their, their artistic visions, you know? Yeah. Is, is it an age thing, thing as well? Is it an age thing where the older you get, you've just kind of opened up your, your, your scope and let a little bit more different kind of music come in? Uh, with me, it's always, it's always a, a uh, there's always a catalyst. There's always a moment that, that made me switch gears. Like uh, I've always been a fan of Frank Sinatra. And then one night I, I found, I went down a rabbit hole and listened to some of his older stuff on YouTube. And I saw some videos of when he was younger and it was the goosebump moments. Like, wow, this, 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 you know, he really was something else in the, in the beginnings of his career and I was only familiar with the, the Christmas songs and the My Ways and the New York, New Yorks and that stuff. But when I saw some of his earlier stuff, I really wanted to dive in and see his story. And his story is fascinating, the way he he came up in the world and the way he, he had his ups and downs and his uh, his his movie career and his, you know, the, the ties in with the so-called ties in with the mob and all the all the crazy things you can learn about him. Um, you know, I've read tons of his books. Like I said, I've watched all the movies. Um He's not a boring person to learn about, you know, it's just a fascinating life. And 
it just took that, like I was saying, it just took that one moment where the light switch went off. And I was like, you know, I want to sing like Frank Sinatra because I'm just, just like when I was younger with the guitar, I'd hear, I'd hear like the crossroads. I watched the crossroads movie and I saw Steve Vai playing at the, you know, when they were playing the, uh, the guitar duel, um, that blew my mind. And I wanted to play like that. So I tried my best to learn it. That had the same reaction with, with this. And, uh, that, that crossroads movie led to me playing guitar for 30 plus years, you know, so I don't know what the Frank Sinatra thing will be, but I, I love <laughs> Nice. But going back to King Diamond, have you ever met the guy? I have. He's a very nice man. We were, uh, we were on that metal show together. Um, so, and then, uh, he, we exchanged phone numbers and, uh, you know, Eddie trunk, my buddy, Eddie trunk put me on the show with King diamond because he knew I was such a massive fan. And, um, I told, I told King diamond that I was going on tour on a specific date to Europe. And I remember the day before that tour, I get a text from King diamond, good luck on your tour and all this stuff. So he had remembered and, I was blown away and uh, I went to his show in, uh, in Orlando at the, at the Dr. Phillips performing arts center and got to hang out with uh, Andy after the show and the other guys, but I think King diamond had left early. So I didn't get to see him that night, but uh, man, it's live. Just absolutely, absolutely killed it. And yeah, I'll always, I'll always be a huge fan. King Diamond fans, when you find other people that are King Diamond fans, they're not just fans. They're, they're crazy fans like me and my crazy fan. You know, my Elvis, my producer, he's a crazy fan of King Diamond. You go you go use you go to a studio and he's got paintings of the covers of them and the covers of, of Abigail, all of, you know, painted all over his house. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and uh, look, I'm sitting. Have I have I gone anywhere? Am I, am I just sitting here? <laughs> oh nice <laughs> so I, I you could call me a diehard fan <laughs> that's great killer killer um you're coming towards the end of our time just want to touch on it um november we're going to see you over in in sweden in november what a great bill you guys hailstorm and um mammoth yeah can't wait. It's uh, everybody's, everybody's just so excited about this package. And, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're just excited to get back out with Alter Bridge because the COVID just destroyed our last tour, you know, and, yeah. and uh, it was just, it was, it was sad for us because, you know, Walk the Sky was our first number one record. And it was, every, the crowds were getting bigger and the excitement was growing. And then all of a sudden, psh, it just got all cut off so you know hopefully uh hopefully covid uh doesn't rear its ugly head again this winter and we, we get out there and have a nice safe tour that's life that's life that's what all the people say you're riding high in april shot down in may but i know i'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stomping on a dream. But I don't let it, 
let it get me down Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself Flat on my face I pick myself up and get back in the race That's life That's life I tell you, I can't deny it I thought of quitting, baby But my heart just ain't gonna buy it And if I didn't think it was worth one single try I'd jump right on a big bird And then I'd fly I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself laying flat on my face I just pick myself up and get back in the race That's life, that's life And I can't deny it Many times I thought of cutting out But my heart won't buy it But if there's nothing shaking come this here July I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball and How will it be to play with? Have you played with Wolfgang before? Like in in Mammoth, obviously he was in the Tremonti band for a while. Have, have you guys played with Mammoth? No, we haven't. Not not with Mammoth yet. We've we've always talked about it, but no, that just never been never been a tour. So I'm excited about it. Yep. That's cool. a, that, that really is a great bill. So absolutely, yeah. we'll have to get E Rock over there and have 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 them sit in with us and do a Tremonti song up there. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it. Absolutely, should do it. Um, Mark, thanks for your time, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. And, um, and uh, congratulations on the, on the record. It's really cool. You know, it's really, really cool. So. Well, thank you very much. Had a, had a great time recording. Appreciate it. Cool. 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 Right, guys, see you in a bit. Take care. See you, buddy. Bye. 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 Yeah. And uh, now the end is near And so I face the final curtain my friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Regrets, I've had a few But then again, 
too few to mention I did what I had to do And saw it through without exemption I planned each charted course Each careful step along the byway More, much more than this I did it my way Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew When I bit off more than I could chew But through it all When there was doubt Had my fill, my share of losing, and now as tears subside, I find it all so amusing to think I did all that, and may I say. Not in a shy way Oh no Oh no, not me I did it my way For what is a man What has he got If not himself Then he has not To say the thing It was my